When some people are tossing their high strangeness salads, they go for Skinwalker blue cheese, Skinwalker balsamic vinaigrette, or even Skinwalker Caesar. But Steve and Joey, they know that only one secret sauce will satiate their paranormal cravings. They're hungry for Skinwalker Ranch. Today, they're chowing down on a pineapple-forward tropical fruit salad loaded up with bone spurs, attorney generals, and dragons growing five head. All with a side of season one, episode eight of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, Revelations, book one, season eight, The Skinwalker Bible. Hey, hey. <laughs> trancing out. He's in Transylvania yeah. over there. I'm transing out. Hey, <laughs> I'm transitioning. Yes, which means I'm going to a girl with a boy's voice. <laughs> I'm a cis I'm, boy. I'm a boy's voice. Boy's voice. <laughs> God, that would be a quite the uh, Korean boy band's name. <laughs> boy's voice. Boy's voice. Boy's voice. Erotic music. I guess it all is though. Uh, like BTS, George Corner's son's favorite favorite band of all time. Do you yes, know what BTS yes. stands for? Uh, I, I instead of back to school, I don't know. Or behind the scenes? Yeah, I don't know. It probably means something in South Korean. See, there's no difference between North Korean and South Korean, right? Uh, wait, what? Like you know, you know, like the there's the dictatorship of Korea, like the whatever the right, People's right, Republic right. of North Korea. But they don't. They, they all just speak Korean. There's no like other dialect uh, other than probably outlawed um, words and things like that. Yeah, but. it might be like Vietnam. How there's like Northern Southern and obviously the United States. Um, so yeah, it might be twangs and tangs. Uh, but I'm not yeah. totally the sure. South Vietnamese go. Hey y'all, they, they <laughs> say y'all a lot. Right, and the right, Northerners right. go. I parked my car in Pho Nam Yard. <laughs> <laughs> Pho Nam Yard. <laughs> Uh, welcome to a non, uh, live recorded episode. I mean, we're alive, but we're not zombies or nothing, but, uh, I'm a little sick and Sarah, my wife has got COVID from this trip that we went on. So, uh, recording, re- recording remotely, <laughs> no twitch.tv slash probing aliens tonight, but, uh, she'll be back to normal next week. Uh, assuming, Steve has a normal life and I have normal. Life. Uh, well, I was going to say maybe one more week just to be safe for uh, <laughs> all intents and purposes. Well, she's not. I mean, she's had it for a week. She's not contagious after tomorrow. So No, I know. But I'm just saying just in case you pick it up and then all of a sudden, because I think with Gorsh and his family, they said um, some people weren't testing positive till like five, six days in. Oh, all right. Well, I'll but, keep testing and I'll let you know because I've been testing negative every day. So, yeah, um, just to err on the side of safety. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's, uh, but it's Monday night. It's the season finale of the secret of Skinwalker Ranch and therefore not the season finale of uh, hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, just gonna be the next episode. So apologies that I'm a little out of it just because I'm a little tired, but, uh, feeling a lot better, but, um, just a little, uh, little coffee, uh, like the drink, but, uh, or like John coffee from the green mile who, um, could take people's pain and spit out black flies see uh, sunglasses so he made a big business of it he would sell black fly sunglasses out of people's pain hmm. it pretty much had infinite as long as the tra- it was on trend he had infinite um revenue stream going so uh did you saw the green mile right uh no 
Oh, you did not see it. It's no. a good movie. It's that Tom Hanks. It's a Stephen King based on a Stephen King book. And um, he's a uh, a guy that goes to prison and he has magical powers and uh, he gets framed for a murder or something, even though he's like a, he's basically like an angel or something. It's not a spoiler. Like they don't really answer the question of why he can do those things. But uh, anyway, it was uh, released as little novellas over the course of like a year. <laughs> so like Stephen King decided I'll release like four chapters at a time of this and uh, never did that again. Cause it's stupid. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, um, twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens is usually where you can chat with us while we record every Monday night around uh, seven, eight or 9 PM Pacific time. Uh, thanks to Grove snake for giving us that Twitch prime membership. Just like any of you can, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can go in your settings, link a uh, Twitch to it, and you can or link a Twitch Prime account, and then subscribe to our channel, and you'll have a little uh, blue and white crown logo next to your next to your name, um, and it gives us free money every every month, which is nice. So, and you have to re up that subscription every month, but it is free and we appreciate that uh if you like our content uh you can support the show and get more of that content at patreon.com slash probing engineering links for two exclusive podcasts every month for only five dollars a month or more one of those shows is adventurous ghosts our ghost adventures podcast similar to this show and uh probing ancient aliens but about the travel channels mega popular and mega hunky ghost adventures and then um the other show is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into various subjects related to the things we like. And I think I'm going to leave it at that at this point. Uh, the latest episode, uh, well, not the latest, but a recent episode we put up this past week as our Patreon peak in the free feed because I was on vacation for nine days. So uh, that was the our kind of review and spoiler cast of technically the Ancient Aliens show, The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. And uh, that was a fun episode, even though um, <clears throat> it was one of those times where it was like, didn't love everything about the show, but there was a lot to talk about as to, as to, uh, I mean, spoiler alert for my liking of something. Uh, we watched uh, the Eternals last night and man, what a snooze fest. <laughs> There's like, yeah, just it, not much to talk about it. Like, so it was, it was bad and, and. Uh, not interesting enough to like talk deeply about <laughs> at all. <So. laughs> right. Um, uh, I guess like I, I, I didn't understand why, why couldn't they spent more on the, the young girl Sprite, the eternal, why couldn't they spend better, like more money on a better wig? Like she looked like a fucking idiot. <laughs> the whole time. Uh, yeah. I mean, that part didn't bother me, but just, it just dragged on and they were just trying to, Oh, I thought the movie was perfect. Other than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even that, that's what I'm saying. Like that part was just what I don't even care at that point. Um, that was just the first thing I thought of. Cause it was like, she was, she was in an enough where I'm like, God, like this movie has a huge budget. Like she looks fucking stupid. Anyway. Um, yeah, they didn't make you, it, it could have been a cool, like the whole Eternals thing is kind of interesting. Like the lore behind it. But, uh, it was just kind of very wooden and whatever. And I guess Kamel Nanjiani's little uh, assistant guy had some funny lines, you know, a couple times. But uh, uh, Angelina Jolie was like given almost, I mean, she was given something to do, but even she was kind of Dull's villain and stuff. Right, right. I don't know. But uh, now what I was there for, though, was the uh, reuniting of Jon Snow and Robert Stark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who play the one dude plays Icarus and the other guy plays 
uh, also what was, I thought was funny is they're both in a movie with a character named Cersei <laughs> again, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Asian chick, but uh, yeah. And, and then like, yeah, the, the, the very end post credit scene, I was like, Oh, that's cool. But then the one where it's like, they're on the ship and the dude comes with the little dwarfy guy. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I did not understand what was going on, but I, I looked it up. Uh, and apparently it's like a very loose thing. That's not really in the comics or something. I don't know. So, okay. Um, but uh, anyway, that's that's it. That's our review of the Marvels, the Eternals on Disney Plus. Hmm. Uh, I, I was no, I was thankful though, as I've said before on the show. Uh, my wife Sarah has been uh, obsessed about watching the all of the Marvel shit in the in the timeline order, right? So uh, we had caught up to Shang Chi, which we had just watched a few months ago, which I thought was awful. Uh, but she's she had to. I, I wanted to skip it so we could move on to Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. or sorry move on to the eternals then hawkeye and uh she refused so thankfully though uh i was i think playing my game or something yesterday and she uh thankfully watched shang chi so i don't have to ever again so or no i was cooking the dog food which takes a couple hours so yeah uh and it was just as dumb on screen even though i had headphones in listening to the penny royal podcast uh it was still really bad looking on screen uh oh boy Yes, uh, if you also want to continue to support us, you can head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for Probing Engine Aliens merch, for Hungry for Skinwalker Ranch ranch merch, Uh, not to be confused with the local chain Rance's Pizza, maker of Chicago Pies, but, uh, and then there's uh, Disc Golf Discs, Steve's got Disc Golf Discs, real discs, not homemade discs made out of cardboard, but um, uh, real Frisbee Golf Discs, and, and apparel as well with exclusive art from our friends um we have a segment here called reaching for the stars where we ask you the little prolapse knots out there to give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast service of choice the two biggest ones of course are apple Podcasts and spotify uh soon to be amazon podcast too because i mean bezos literally reached out to me on our gmail account and asked me to put the uh the RSS feed on there. Oh, yeah. And I forgot till I got back from vacation, but um, <clears throat> soon to be that too. But yeah, give us a five star rating. It really helps us a lot to get found by more little prolapsedronauts and uh, and puts us up in them in those search rankings so more people can listen. So we appreciate that. We have a review that we're going to read on the air and give a shout out because he gave us those five stars and uh, reviewed us in the comments. This is Anedgo. Uh, I believe he is a patron. I believe he is, he is frequent on twitch.tv slash probing aliens chat whenever we do do it and uh he gave us five stars and wrote so many laughs so much insight are you an ancient aliens lover a hungry for skinwalker ranch fanatic now that's funny because uh he's asking if if you're already a fanatic of this show of our podcast not the secret of skinwalker ranch where which we're covering on hungry for skinwalker ranch but if they're yeah. already a fanatic for hungry for skinwalker <laughs> ranch, you should listen and you want more <laughs> yeah uh do you want to mix all that in with talk of uh, ernest p Worrell? uh finally there's a podcast for you joey and steve bring deep insight into all of it with some good laughs along the way and if you listen in the past and thought the show was too edgy uh now that they are both married the show is super pg <laughs> Uh, you can now share the show with your grandma and pastor and everyone will find something to enjoy. And then go, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, we are very well liked by pastors, but I think it's because of all the pedophile jokes. See, see, we have, even though pastors can marry women, they choose to be pedophiles for the most part. That is a repressed fact. forever. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm repressed for this two blessed to be repressed. God, that's a sure two plus to be repressed. That'd be that actually probably would sell. Yeah, unironically with with uh, Christians. Um, um, nothing got. I mean, the news is pretty dry. Uh, there is. Uh, I get. I mean, I don't. I don't have any major stories. Uh, oh, I. I mean, I guess this was kind of funny because we were talking about. We've been talking about the James Webb Telescope, um, and all of these. Uh, there's a lot of LGBTQ plus groups that are writing to NASA angrily and asking that they change the name of the telescope because apparently in like the fifties and sixties, James Webb gave money to politicians or policies that were anti-gay or something like that. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, and NASA said, we're not changing it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but, um, so I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, it is strange. I mean, uh, it's it's gonna be weird that like companies and whomever are gonna have to like in 50 years are gonna be like wait we want to we want to put this statue of this person up it's like well let's look let's get an archivist to look at the last 50 years of their twitter account you know or something mm-hmm. to make sure they never said one one shitty thing but uh you know not that it's not that it's good to be anti anti-lgbtq but I don't know if he's in the fifties and sixties kind of, what do you expect? I don't know. Uh, right. But hard to um, cancel from back then. Right. Uh, uh, not really news, but the, uh, because I have, uh, the little news note I have is from our last record, it's the same, same Google doc that I'm writing in. And I just delete the text and rewrite new text. Uh, but I've been listening. I've been continuing that penny Royal podcast and I'm in like deep in season two now. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's so labyrinthian, it's super crazy, like the, the amount of names that they're dropping in here and stuff, but it's, it's really fascinating. I think like I've been t- like told you, or I told the show maybe last time it's basically like hell year 2.5. It's very related to a lot of the, uh, evidence and weird shit going on in there with Kentucky and the, uh, mammoth cave system and underground alien cave bases and weird shit like that. Uh, lots of conspiracy stuff, but, uh, they had a guy on there who was, uh, on there for one for for multiple reasons. They keep cut. It's 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 very much like cereal uh, style, mm-hmm. uh, very crunchy, very sugary, you know, delicious. But uh, uh, recorded like cereal. So they keep cutting back to this guy. And one of the the uh, blurbs they had from him was interesting, where he was ha- he was talking about they were talking about like the power of narrative and how it shapes in an individual's reality. And mm-hmm. uh, he was saying that uh, the narrative in the past like five years has been that ufos are just more popular than ever and everyone's talking about ufos and more and more people are interested in ufos and more people believe in ufos and all this stuff and so he was like he's like and yet he's like i know it's anecdotal but like i'm on ufo twitter every day i'm like you know my friends and colleagues are very into um you know ufo and the paranormal and high strangers whatever he's like but but he's like i'm not seeing like new ufo websites coming out or like or ufo movies coming out or like things like that mm-hmm. so he like was doing he's like doing research he's like i know i'm just he's like i'm just using google trends but when you're looking for things on the internet and you know google trends is kind of tracking everything so uh he's like he's like it's funny that that individual in like the only sites that are increasing in popularity about ufos are media sites who keep regurgitating the same four or five ufo stories with the tic tac and the gimbal 
right. and Lou, Al- Lou Elizondo and A-Tip and uh, the To the Stars Academy closing and Bob Lazar. It's like those things over and over and over again. So it's not really that like, so he's like, he's looking at the trends and the only trend spikes that are happening are on those same chunk of like big media sites. Uh, and uh, it's all just being rehashed over and over. So I thought that was interesting that like, so he's like, then you wonder is like, why is then if, if people aren't really eating it up then, or, or, or acting more interested then why is it uh, trending? So why is it being pushed into a trend or made into trends? Uh, and then he's like, so then you could sit there and be a total conspiracy theorist and go, Oh, what, whose agenda is this? And why are they trying to right, push to people's hype. acceptance of yeah. this and all that stuff and whatever. But I thought that was interesting where it's like, Oh yeah. Cause I mean, I, I've been saying on the show too, I was like, Oh yeah, lots more people are into UFOs, but uh, who knows if that's actually the case or they're at least not reflecting that by taking action and like posting videos and stuff like that. Right. Know? So, uh, cause he was tracking social media as well. And he's like the, he's like roughly for the past five years, the same amount of accounts, hashtags and posts about UFO sightings and UFO related things. It's been pretty flat, you know, since the past five years, he's like, he's like, sure. It's way more than before, but also we didn't have social media, you know, before 15 years ago. So, right. Um, it's kind of a new thing, but anyway, I thought that was a new cool. thing I've been dabbling in. Uh, other than that, um, I guess Grove Snake, because he became a, or re-upped his Twitch Prime <clears throat> uh, membership and subscription to twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens, uh, uh, gets to ask, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, just trucking along here. Same old, same old. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I think you had a much more eventful week than I did, so... Yeah, I'm trying well, to think. Excited to watch the Batman come out uh, next week. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> crazy that it's already going to be on on HBO streaming. Yeah, it comes out 40 days post. Uh, oh, that I was think release <laughs> is the whole shebang there. Got it. Uh, yes, I. Well, I guess I'm excited to announce. Uh, certainly, we'll finally be opening the shop on the 15th, so this Friday. Oh, nice. nice, Uh, nice. Where I got a nice little rack of discs in there. So we'll see if we can start to move those in person. Um, Gorsh is working on a few more designs. I got to get Charlie Smith's shirt out because he lagged on messaging me. So (laughs) I think we can ship finally internationally. So Uh, now for the shop, uh, that's going to be the reopening of Cape and Cow Collectibles. Is that correct? The official. Yeah, like official like back to normal opening because it was always yes yeah, certainly was doing stuff online and doing appointments and things but now it'll be like quote unquote back to you know anyone can just walk in at any time so that's where i'm going to start uh doing some of the hype on uh google maps yelp uh nice. you disc all that stuff start oh, so he up. was still operating out of the shop a lot of the time because he would yeah. take private appointments with people trying to sell or buy specific yeah yeah if someone you know he trusted and like hit him up he'd let him shop but otherwise the store was just like full-on ebay um shipping center oh wow um, so like the whole inside was just like tables full of stuff and processing and all that kind of thing so oh, wow. he's the past week and a half or two has just been um getting shit back to storage, getting things organized, getting things set back up. So then I went in and uh, got a little rack. So we'll see. Maybe I'll get a few more discs in there. But um, <laughs> yeah, have a nice little chunk in there. So we'll nice. see how it all goes. Uh, would you like to give out the address for anyone? I mean, we have we have a lot of listeners in <laughs> yeah. Mission Viejo, Huntington <laughs> Beach, 
the whole shebang. Uh, if you Google Cape and Cow Collectibles, you get it, you lazy pieces of shit. Uh, it is, I think, 9525 Garfield. Nice. Uh, mm. Let me see. Yeah, 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C in Fountain Valley, California. Fountain Valley. 92708. So Fountain Valley, California, Cape and Cow Collectibles. Throw it nice. in Google. You'll get there. I'll have to, I'll put that in the, um, like in the permanent, like, uh, whenever I write the description, I always have like support the show, like pay, the, the Patreon. I have the oh, Black okay. Hole Supply company, so I'll put that in there too. Well, you can put Black Hole Supply and then parentheses within Cape and Cow Collectibles because that's how I'm oh, going to try and go. frame it because it's like this, like a shop and shop kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so thank you. All right. Thank Presented you. by Cape and Cow. <laughs> uh, so Only yeah, if you're Cape in the SoCal, the SoCal area and you want to. Uh, Support old gals. Steve, old man Steve, and then and See, then look at some fucking cool uh, GI Joes and some magic cards, some current and sort of current uh, X Men, Marvel, DC toy, like all Marvel, all the shebangs, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. William Pung them. posters, Hung <laughs> William posters, yes. who was a porn star that. Uh, was a very hung Asian man that was popular for that one year that uh, William Hung was popular. For yeah, America. it is quite intense. Yeah, uh, well, and then your favorite show shows up there too. What's, What's his that? face? The guy, the Bigfoot Collectors Club guy, or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, Michael McMillan. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, I should uh, write him and say, "Hey, fucking shops open again." <laughs> Little yeah, secret um, tip: Tell me when you're going to be there so I can meet you yeah. there and awkwardly talk <laughs> to you about it, so I yes. can <laughs> ask you things. Uh, no, he he had he was talking about on on. I'm pretty much caught up. I think I'm like a month behind, but uh, he was talking about the past few months, how he's like purged a lot of his uh, basically he wasn't working that much mm. <laughs> during the right, pandemic right. after crazy ex-girlfriend was over. He was a regular on that show. And, and uh, uh, so he was just selling off a lot of his collectibles oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever, but I don't know if just, early there. Or not, but, but, yeah. uh, just selling them, but uh, nice. That's exciting. And again, I'm, I'm, uh, I got positive vibes, uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful because, uh, for the success of Black Hole Supply Company within, uh, Cape Cod Collectibles, because that will technically be the only disc golf shop, uh, within like a 22 mile radius or something. Yeah, they're not tied to a course. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, of course, you can buy shit at the shack at the Huntington Beach course, which it's going right. to be closest to, but, uh, or technically, I guess it's closest to the David L. Baker course. But so it's bad. actually like right in between. It's like four miles to Huntington, four miles to David L. Baker. So you know what? You know what that deserves? The uh, uh, Michael Fassbender gif of him saying perfection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was. We do a lot of audio gif stuff on the show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Type perfection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that even sounded like muffled. Like yeah. perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, but yeah, talking to uh, Ding Dong Bundy, he was saying the shack at Huntington only really carries a Nova. Yes. And exactly. like some Discraft or not Discraft, Discmania, not even really Discraft. So. And then David L. Baker's like a very small sampling of a Nova. So again, just yeah. from the local <laughs> aspect, yes, just having that variety will be good. So yeah, yeah I think yeah, exactly. It'll have you'll you literally would have to drive to La Mirada, which is uh, a decent drive down. Uh, oh yeah, from because there's no freeway that leads directly there. So right from any of those courses, you're 
half hour, 40 minutes around or each way. Yes. And then same with Long Beach too. I mean, Long Beach is technically right off the 405 air too. So in theory, we should be nice and central. I don't even think they sell discs at El Dorado. I I guess, well, remember that guy has like a box. He has a case. Yeah. Yeah, He has like a case with like, but it's like mostly a lost and found. Yeah. 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 (laughs) um, Um, Should I tell an anecdote, funny story that happened? Is that what what we do on the show? Um, I mean, other than audio gifts, then exactly. Yeah. So I, um, I'll cut to the end of the story and then go back to the beginning. I ejaculated on my shorts in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought tickets for the Louis C.K. show <laughs> down in Louisiana, yeah, in yeah. the South, where the only that's the only place that uh, it was pretty pretty audience anymore. <laughs> pretty wild. No, I'm um, doing some um, early family planning here, knocking out some of the uh, easy tests. Oh, okay. Um, Easy tests. You know, you just check your load. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, okay. okay, is everything good to go there? Got it. Um, and then once I was removing myself from the cup, there's some drips that then landed on my shorts. Oh, okay. uh, oh, so this is a real thing. This is a Not real story. People, but well, <laughs> I told them I had to have an audience to, you know. Right, get right. going. So, uh, spilled all over my shorts. They were gray shorts. Um, hey, my name's hours. Louis C O C K. So yeah, it was a full Howard Stern knocking over the records <laughs> moment. Oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it was just these like this drop that you know little goes a long way there. Um, oh boy! Right on the butt, and then inner thigh of oh. the shorts, and then I had to, you know, slink my way out of the venue uh, oh. where yeah, I'm like, like doubled over. So you're yeah, not- it's two people working there, and <laughs> they clearly know what's happening. He's in here every fucking Wednesday. Yeah, it's crazy. He pays us to come in here. <laughs> Uh, how come you didn't, uh, you didn't have so, like a, you, you didn't make yourself like a little Kleenex condom to slide out of there, you, a little tray? You, you know what? It was the first time, hopefully one time, uh, you situation. never, you never <laughs> busted into that kind of cup before. Exactly. Uh, I think we've all busted into the cup when we don't yeah. have some sort of towel or rag or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, right, you have the, right, the right. old water cup been there for three days yeah. on your nightstand and. Yeah, you blow it in there. You make a little cocktail with it later on, mm-hmm. and then restore your, your mojo, yeah. all that stuff. Well, I did have to take a couple sips because it was overflowing. So, right. um, <laughs> I, when I handed it in, I said, uh, "Cherry's Jubilee," and took a, a rip off the top. And then, sir, this is in. a Denny's. <laughs> Quit using her bathroom for yeah. that kind of shenanigans. Oh, shut up, dragon. <laughs> Uh, sir, <laughs> I'm security lead at the yeah, Denny's okay. here now. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to try our Skinwalker Ranch burger <laughs> with bacon? Yeah, with chicken skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ever had a nice burger with the chicken oh, skin mm, and mm, ranch on there? Actually, I have. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've been eating just straight chicken skin. They make them in a, it's kind of like pork rinds, but chicken skin, oh. like chips. <laughs> Delicious. Wow. All right. So it's a keto friendly like snack. Chicken skin. Oh, yeah. No, this is what they are. They're crispy. Good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fun. Got a hankering for it. Uh, yeah. Are you guys going to do all the uh, genetic testing as well? Uh, no. I mean, I think we're doing little steps just to, you know, as we progress here. Uh, it was, I will uh, say, it wasn't. Uh, if you guys do it, uh, let us know. It was pretty, it was pretty simple and, um, 
the place we went was very everything was very everything was very easy and uh nice so okay yeah um, yeah after all that i kept thinking about you know stand-up routine and like how do you get your load on file you know right, right, right. when it's yeah. left at a crime scene do you have right. to give it in a, a lineup <laughs> yes <laughs> what kind of content did they use to help you extract it or like criminals you know get bad stuff and you know do they do a chalk K. outline for any right. load left on the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah if somebody murdered a bunch of future babies here, detective. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Get the hell off my crime scene, Sergeant. I've told you a thousand times. I'm going to have your badge for this. <laughs> Ooh, and then it just cuts into <laughs> the fucking intro. hot buns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the re- it's a documentary. The real story behind right. hot buns. <laughs> Warm asses. <laughs> the real story behind <laughs> hot buns. <laughs> Microwaved bread. <laughs> Soft bread, soft bread. Uh, oh boy! Uh, anything else, or is that? I mean, that was the big yeah, to the big story. Yeah, uh, and then normal, you're an adventure, normal life. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we went to uh, three cities uh, in the past week. We spent a few days in Washington D.C. That is the District of Columbia. Uh, a lot of, you know, the drug runners are down there, tropical environment, things like that. But, uh, no, we went to DC for my wife's, uh, best friend's wedding, um, which is the sequel to that Julia Roberts movie. Uh, or no, is that, is that Julia Isn't Roberts? Isn't it just my, I don't know. I was, it's those. either JLo or her. They both made multiple wedding rom-coms. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a big anyway, genre. It was Julia Roberts. But anyway, uh, Went to Washington, D.C., spent a few days there for, um, uh, we got there, fuck, Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon. Wedding was not till Saturday, so we had some time. She hung out with her friend a little bit. Uh, I played multiple disc golf courses in the surrounding area because there are no disc golf courses uh, within about 15 or 20 miles <laughs> of Washington, D.C., which is kind of surprising because there's like, obviously there's not going to be a course on the fucking the mall, you know what I mean? Where all the Smithsonian shit and all the monuments are, but, uh, there's like a lot of parkland and stuff. So I would have thought there would have been more, but, um, but, uh, yeah, went to a course, went to two courses in Maryland and one in Virginia. And, uh, they were all pretty fun. Uh, very muddy, unfortunately. Uh, cause it was, was it cause it, it can snow out there too. It rained. It rained almost every day we were there for some amount of time. So, uh, some of the days it was like little sprinkles and drizzles, like Southern kind of style rain. And then a couple days it was uh, coming down pretty hard for a while or overnight it would come down real hard. And then uh, so then like one of those one of the days when we were in like Columbus, like the last part of the trip, I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to I almost I almost lost a shoe in because there's like uh, in Virginia and like well, not in Virginia, sorry, uh, West Virginia and Ohio, Kentucky, there's like a lot of like clay as like the kind of soil that's there. So it's already when it gets wet, it's very uh, sticky and suctiony. Yeah. And so then uh, you Edward one, Rooney it. it. No, it, it, I literally thought that I was like, God damn it. I'm going to fucking Rooney it. And, the, and it's, it's whole two at this course. I had just gotten there. <laughs> I am by myself. And, uh, oh, I'm I was by like, myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was like eight in the morning. It was like, I was by myself. It was like on a fucking weekday. Luckily, Luck, the shoe came out of my heel came out of it, but luckily the shoe did not sink. I was able to get my sock back in and my foot back in without too much stress. But uh, the rest of the course was okay. It was just there was like a whole 
there was like a hundred square feet of standing water around the basket. And Ooh. I didn't know that until I threw and I threw a really good shot. So I like made it within like 40 feet of the basket and had to go get it. So, uh, cause it was, of course it wasn't a disc golf trip per se. So I only brought about seven discs and they were all pretty essential. So I didn't want to lose any of them. I still lost one of them, which thankfully was the least essential of all of them. But, which did you lose? Uh, I lost that like neon green FD three that has the heart, the disc mania heart on it. Mm. And I, cause I was like, it's going to be windy. So I need a fairway driver. That's like super overstable just in case. And, uh, it was, <laughs> I was dying because it was so stupid. So I threw a shot over a lake and it was like the first course I played too. I threw a shot over a lake. I landed it uh, just in some reeds that were like four feet from the edge of the water. I was like, oh, thank God. I go and grab it and it's very windy. And it was the last hole, hole 18. <laughs> and the the lake is to the right of me. I'm standing right next to it. It even the, the coastline of the lake even goes kind of off to the right. So like I'm throwing kind of straight into the left a little bit back into the left and mm -hmm. uh i'm just like oh cool i'll just pitch it you know the 70 feet with a sidearm uh <laughs> to the basket <laughs> and the basket was on like a cool set of like um uh like a circular pyramid of pavers like and then it was a elevated basket i was like cool i'll just pitch it over there with the sidearm i pitch it like way too high the wind takes it and blows it directly in the middle of the fucking lake <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like i'd already done the hard part and so i was just i just did like a lazy pitch and it just like sailboated right over like god damn it so right uh but um anyway uh so yeah definitely had some i mean <laughs> basically those first three days i probably spent in uber rides because we didn't have a rental car until we got until we left uh dc uh and so I probably paid 200 bucks to play disc golf those three days total, <laughs> like, like the drive back and forth oh, uh, right, to, the, right. to the hotel, which was right on the wharf uh, in DC. And, um, but uh, it was worth it though. It, it's always fun to play. Like the courses are just so much more like built by disc golfers out there, which is nice, you know, <laughs> as opposed to just being these ancient courses that are in Southern California that have just always been there because there's no, the land is too expensive. So right. uh, to make new courses, but um Anyway, but uh, that was fun. Uh, wedding was was good. It was, I mean, it was a beautiful like wedding. The the best part, something I have never experienced before, and apparently it's a huge East Coast thing that Sarah and I had no fucking clue about. This wedding, instead of a DJ, had a live band the entire time, and I was like, mm, "What?" Like, like in, and there was uh, the movie. I feel like it, that's a movies thing. I've never seen right, that. Like exactly. you said, yeah. And a lot of those movies are like on the take place in New York or on the East coast. Right, somewhere. Right, and right. so, uh, we were talking to the table we were at was nice because it was some of, some of the bride's sister's friends that were there that she went to school with out on the East coast as well. They're from all like the New York area. And, uh, it's kind of the opposite, like uh, from here. Cause out here it's like, Oh, as long as the, the bar is open and the food is good, like everyone's fine. Like everyone will be happy with the wedding and, you know, walk away having a good time out there. It's like, is the band alive? Is open bar is still the same. <laughs> and, and is right. the band a live band or do you just have some crappy DJ? And I was like, what? Like I, I was, it was like a revelation to us. Like, uh, and they were, they were like, no, like, I mean, it's more like the parents judge you on that stuff, but, uh, they say it's a big deal out there. Like if you don't have a live, if you don't have a live band, then people think you skimped on your wedding or something, but Weird. it was rad. The band was great. It was like a, it was like a jazzy soul rock band. And there was like eight of them and they put, they were playing like funk music. They played some like big hits, like whatever, but they were all like 
there was like a saxophone and a fucking trombone and guitars and it like it was it was gnarly it was it was really fun but uh definitely a treat that i never thought i would care about but i was like oh this like totally makes a big difference but um uh and uh nothing crazy eventful just hanging out in dc we went to the um native american museum out there which was shockingly sparse it was a huge building and not much in it which was kind of a shame because we were excited to go there uh and then um we did like a basic little walk around the mall we've both been to dc before uh so weren't like feeding to you know spend two days just seeing all the all the uh historical sites and stuff but um uh it was fun enough and then uh then the trip really started so we drove from dc Two, as most people saw in our stories uh, on Patreon, sorry, on uh, Instagram.com slash uh, Probing Ancient Aliens, uh, drove out through the Appalachians, the Appalachian Mountains uh, from D.C. to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, home of the Mothman phenomena in 1966 to 67 and then the the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Um, So most of the trip, I think I think only about an hour of the six hour trip <clears throat> was not driving through the Appalachians. Um, mm-hmm. and it's so crazy. Like it was, it was a really cool experience. Uh, and, uh, the Appalachians are literally the oldest mountains in the world that we can measure. And so, um, you know, there could have been fucking, you know, as the earth formed and shit like that, you know, there could mountains could have melted and become other things or whatever. But, the oldest mountains that they can measure uh, are the Appalachians in the world, which is pretty crazy. So much lower mountains. They're more like hills uh, than we're used to. I think the highest ones are upper 2000s feet. So nothing like it's not like the Sierra Nevadas, which get to be like fucking, you know, 10,000 feet and more stuff like that uh, right. out on uh, in California or the Rocky Mountains. But so very different mountains, but uh, just just like vomiting trees there's just trees everywhere it's it's uh it's it's uh kind of like the opposite of montana like montana is known as big sky country so like all the mountains are big the um the plains are big like everything looks really like a huge big uh western landscape right whereas this is Mm -hmm. like small sky country where it's like you're constantly weaving through sometimes moderate sizes but you're constantly weaving through um hills and and small mountains and there's like little towns or just straight up little houses uh in the middle of like nothing um and you can see all the hollers the hollows as they call them uh which are you know like the little sleepy you go through yeah you go through a little break in the mountains and there's like a hollow area which you it's, it's like you have to go through a little pass but there's some people would like have a house in front and then like their farm was in the hollow which is like you know an acre and a half or something like that so mm-hmm. um but it, uh, I think the uh, motto, the state motto is wild and wonderful. And it's definitely true because West Virginia is very, very, it's it's really interesting to be in like a very old part of America and be in the oldest mountains uh, and uh, feel a very different energy out there. Like, you know, and I mean, people on the East Coast is like, oh, yeah, the light looks different when you're on the, whether you're on the East Coast or West Coast or whatever, too. But um, it was... Uh, it was a fun ride, uh, and a um, uh, lot of a uh, lot of one and two lane highways, though. So that can always be stressful as people are cutting you off or <clears throat> not passing or not going above fifty or whatever. Mo- for the most part, though, people are going like eighty or ninety out there, 
especially the people that that uh, clearly are locals. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, uh, the the biggest thing you notice on the way there is literally a trillion percent more um, roadkill on the road, which is sad. Like constant uh, raccoons, constant possums, cost, constant beavers, and like constant cats, like that are just fucking blasted on the road. But I guess that's just right. more of a a part of more nature culture. out there to get hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, um, <clears throat> but, uh, a lot of bridges cause you're kind of always next to a river. So as you pass town to town, there's bridges and things like that. And, uh, uh, so when we finally made it to point pleasant, um, that town and it's like <laughs> probably cliche, uh, but definitely has a weird vibe to it. It is, it's actually bigger than I thought. It's not big by any means, but it's, I thought it was like one main road and like a couple hundred houses or something, but it kind of goes along this one main road. I can't remember what highway or inner, it's a highway or route or something it's on, but um, it's like the two or something out there, but uh, it stretches along for like maybe three miles, four miles before it starts getting to being like straight up rural houses again. And um, it's right across the river from Gallipolis, uh, Ohio. So it's on the border uh, of uh, Ohio and West Virginia. And the new Silver Bridge is there. So the, obviously the replacement for the one that uh, collapsed in 67 on like a week before Christmas. Uh, and, uh, you know, where supposedly the Mothman sightings stopped, um, but they never really stopped. They, they lessened for sure, but they never really stopped. That's just kind of like... John Keel, they say, is kind of to blame for that because he kind of ended the Mothman prophecies saying that uh, the sightings have stopped ever since, <laughs> but they really didn't. It's just he stopped mm. reporting on them <laughs> or paying attention because he was like living there for, uh, you know, the better part of a year or so. Uh, but yeah, we drove in. Uh, we checked into the Low Hotel, which is like literally the only hotel. You can you can cross the bridge to Gallipolis and there's like a Super 8 and something else, but uh it's like the only hotel it's been there f- since I think the 1800s. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very. And I mean, I'm not I, like, I, you know, at this point, like we went to, on the, to the David Omen house and whatever, like that, those feelings that you get when it's like gravity is different. Sarah and I both were like, whoa, like this fucking place feels as soon as we stepped foot inside, it was like, this place feels fucking weird. As soon as we got to the second floor and I think there's only three floors, uh, it was just like, you know, not, it didn't feel evil, but it definitely felt like there's just like a weight, like not oppressive, like Zach Bagan says, but it kind of felt like that where you feel kind of claustrophobic, even, even though you're standing in a wide open foyer and hallway and stuff. Uh, it's family run. The family there was very nice. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> they have old time keys, like an actual key, uh, with like, you know, a round, uh, handle on it. And it's like, and she's like, she's like, if you lose the key then we have to charge you $300 because we, that's how much it costs to get it replaced. <laughs> We're like, okay. But aye, um, aye, aye. she put us up on, uh, and there's like all these parlors. So like there's hallways and, and these parlors where when this lady inherited it like 30 years ago, she had a local uh, like interior designer artist guy come in and they found all of all the uh, furniture or most of it that's in there and all these parlors and stuff. It was up in the attic for a long time. And so they pulled it all out and this guy dressed up the house. They found all these old pictures of the family and the history and stuff. So it's a cool, really cool place, but it is, uh, she doesn't really downplay it, but she says that she has only had a few things ever happen to her in 30 years. Uh, 
but like a lot of the reviews are like have specific things or like that mm-hmm. like haunted shit happen uh i might have captured i'll have to show you but i might have captured a picture of something like some sort of something in uh in, in like a, a small portion of the lobby that like sarah and i so far can't explain what that was but mm-hmm. it's like a weird little shadow blob mist thing but um because i took a lot of pictures seeing if i could find orbs or anything like that right so uh get to our room the room feels even more heavy uh and you know everything's very old too like it's kept up it's clean but it's not this is this is a I can't even call it technically you could call it a boutique hotel experience, but it's, it's more that it's a historical hotel experience, which sometimes they'll boost it up with modern amenities. This place did not really have that other than like, you know, a flat screen TV. But, um, uh, so we're on the second floor and you know, there's a radiator in the corner of the room, which is not a thing on the West coast. So whenever you go to the East coast or these other, or, you know, anywhere else, but where it gets really cold, uh, the radiator clangs and stuff. So we're used to that. You know, we, we've stayed in New York multiple times, whatever. And some of the places have radiators, but, uh, they clang very loudly. Sometimes these were like insanely loud, loud, but, um, so the second we walk in, Sarah, Sarah is feeling very weird too in the room and she's just like god damn it like why did we <laughs> agree to stay overnight here because we didn't want to really go explore the town at night we just went to dinner after checking in um but uh so we uh i think we left our stuff at the front desk or in the car so we just parked there checked in told the lady we were going to go get uh dinner at the village in pizza place where i got the mothman pizza that i posted I, we got two pizzas but uh we got the mothman pizza where they put like you know, pepperoni wings and, uh, olive eyes and shit like that. But, um, uh, so we went to dinner, uh, came back and we're just going to kind of relax and, and go to bed cause it had been a long drive. And so we, we we come back. Um, oh, and the, the, uh, the waitress at the pizza place was very nice. Also named Sarah. She, uh, uh, she was asking, she's like, Oh, like, what are you guys doing in town? And I was like, Oh, we're, I'm, I'm obsessed with like the Mothman stuff. So she's like, Oh, okay. So she came back and she started talking about it a little more. And she goes, uh, there's all these, um, they had cool tables with all like historical pictures from the town. So some of them were like the high school, high school pictures from like the seventies or something from the yearbook or something like that. And then there was like the baseball team from whatever, or it was like a baseball theme table. So one of them was like all documentary and like Hollywood shit which was cool. So, uh, and then she shows me a picture. She's like, Oh yeah, these guys, uh, came in for a documentary, whatever. And, and, uh, they were asking if I'd ever seen anything. And, and this was a couple years ago. She's like, it's like I had blocked the memory or something, but, uh, and so skipping to the end of that, it was the, it was the, the weirdo twins, uh, from eyes of the Mothman, which is the first documentary I ever saw that made me not a, a militant skeptic about anything paranormal back in like 2011. So, um, but uh, it was cool. They were just at a table at the pizza place, obviously. And then they were with, I th- it might have been Seth Breedlove, who does the small town monster shit, too. Because I think I think they contributed to that, um, his documentaries as well about the Mothman. But uh, anyway, uh, come back. Uh, or sorry, she she had a story about uh, she was driving across. She drove across the bridge to Gallipolis. There's a cornfield uh, on the way to her house. And she literally, like, 100 feet up. Uh, saw something very large, like cover c- covered head to toe in gray hair, probably nine feet tall, 
and it was just walking across the road. It didn't not unlike a lot of stories. It did not stop to look at her. Her, her lights were shining on it um, and covered in hair. Uh, I asked her if it smelled because there's always this like a you know big smelly, uh, big hairy smelly monsters or whatever junk he'll calls them. But uh, uh, a lot of times they smell like sulfur or rotting something and uh, uh, did not look at her, went into the corn. She unfroze, drove by it, and she said it was call- taller than the corn. So it was, and the, she said the corn is usually like six to eight feet high. And she drove by, and it would it should have only been like twenty feet into the corn, and she couldn't see it anymore. So scared the shit out of her. Uh, she told her mom about it. Her mom thought she was full of shit. Her mom ends up seeing an episode of like monsters and corp, not monsters incorporated. That's the movie. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, one of those, one of those popular, I had heard of the show. It was like, it was like unexplained or whatever, but like, uh, or monster hunters or something, one of those discovery channels, you know, style shows. And, um, she was, her mom called her and was like, Holy shit. Like, remember that story you told me? They literally did an episode on something called the Kentucky grass man. And it's exactly as you described it. And so it was interesting that she was like, she was open enough to tell us the story. She probably tells other people that too, but it was, it was an interesting vibe where like it was one of those places where it seems like they, like they talk about on Hellier. They're like, they're like, you go to these small towns and you say, Oh yeah, we're like, you know, weirdos doing a, a paranormal documentary thing or whatever. And people go, Oh, that's great. Nothing ever happens around here. And then you talk to, he's like, you know, Greg is like, yeah. And then you talk to him for like 30 more seconds. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, except for that time that like a massive UFO hung over the town football game for an hour you know and it's like you just said nothing ever happens around you know what i mean so it was kind of that vibe where i don't know it's a very i've never felt like that in a city before and yes there's history and and whatever there but like it felt very claustrophobic even when you were out in the open it was strange it was it was almost like a like a disneyland version of a city even though it was a real city it was strange so uh get back to the hotel and of course feel that feeling pretty heavily uh and we're unpacking uh some of our stuff i took the pants um uh, the pants that Which i think I I was wear in. yeah uh <laughs> you know i had to wash the the cum drops off because I, yes. I, I i gave sperm samples out there too but just the dribs and drabs yeah. yeah um but uh i put so there was a an old chair that was right next to a closet and I had already looked in the closet. Like the first thing I did in the room was look in the closet and there was like a busted old air conditioner, like window air conditioner unit in there. There was an old doll up on top of a bunch of pillows on the top rack. Uh, there was an ironing board. Uh, and, but it wasn't, I will say there was some shit in there, but it wasn't full of shit. It wasn't like barfing over. Nothing was really stacked, uh, precariously on anything. Um, so I took some pictures in there. And, uh, uh, I close it. And so Sarah and I are talking for like a couple minutes and I'm putting the pants I'm going to wear tomorrow on the edge of this chair. And the second I put the pants there, the fucking closet, <laughs> like somebody took, like somebody had a piece of, uh, like pine wood or something and fucking like thrusted at, from the inside at the door on the door, like, like next to the doorknob. It was just like crack like super loud <laughs> it was not and i was like what the, I, it scared the fuck out of me i was like holy fuck and uh uh i literally after i settled for about 10 seconds sarah was not happy <laughs> that that happened right right off the bat when we're in the room uh 
I'm literally like stepping on the floor, you know, cause you can like hear the wood creaks and you know, some spots it's, there's, there's carpet, but there's not much padding and stuff. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to do it. I open it immediately, uh, and looked around. Nothing had fallen. Everything was, ex- I had, cause I had a picture from before. Everything was exactly as it was <laughs> before. <laughs> like nothing had moved, nothing had fallen, nothing had swung or hit the, there was nothing to swing or hit the door. This was a loud crack. I'm only, it's not violent energy wise, but it was, it was violent in the sense that this wasn't a creak or it wasn't even like the, um, like sometimes when you close a door and the latch doesn't always go into the strike bolt all the way, you know, and then you kind of push it and it goes chunk and it like goes in there. This was not that this was loud. And this was, I would all say it's, it was harsh. And so, uh, we were like, okay. And so we kind of just looked at each other and agreed. We're like, so that was just, um, the, the floorboard, uh, creaking the door frame or something. Right. <laughs> she was like, yep, that's what it was. Cause we were about to go to bed. <laughs> and, uh, and so even though we both knew that that was not what it was. So that was very scary. Uh, did not sleep well that night, mostly because it was very hot in the room. We'd also, you know, I, I don't even like to eat, you know, six or seven hours before I go to bed anymore because I sleep so much better with a fully empty stomach. But we had just come home from Mothman Pizza. I had two big old uh, 22 ounces of uh, Bush Light, which is pretty refreshing, actually, after that drive. Uh, and we had some pepperoni rolls. We had some salad and things like that. Uh, but uh, so we were pretty full. So obviously you're going to be a little hot going to sleep then, too. But uh, uh we had enemy of the state on starring Will Smith on uh, TNT for a while. <laughs> hmm. uh, we watched the whole thing cause we were both a little scared to go to sleep at that point. But, um, uh, anyway, we, we get in bed, uh, long story short, short story, very long at this point, nothing technically happened physically the rest of the night that we were there. However, I had a very Zach Bagans esque dream where it felt different than other dreams. And it, especially because, it was, uh, I was, I felt like I was awake the whole time. And so, uh, but then it turns out in the dream, I was, I was just dreaming of exactly what, where I was on the bed, you know, the position I was in all that stuff. So, uh, but I felt I, it was very strange. I was kind of sleeping on my side. Uh, and I felt like a weird, energy enter my back in the dream and I started kind of shivering uncontrollably and then it kind of filled up my whole stomach and chest and I started in the dream I was like because Sarah was sleeping next to me in the low hotel in the dream I started screaming like Sarah help me help me help me like try and I and it was like a sleep paralysis thing where I like in the dream I couldn't say anything like it, the words weren't coming out so then it scared the shit out of her because I was saying help me in a very weird voice she said and woke up and it was, I've never had a dream that felt so like it was physically happening like that. 99.9% of the time I'm in the dream. Uh, once I realize I'm like, oh, I, I can't hit this guy hard enough because I'm in a dream and it's a fucking dream thing. Like, you know, when you're trying to like, you're trying to run from someone or you're in a fight and you're none of your, none of your, uh, strikes or, or anything lands. You know, like you're, you're very weak and whatever. Like right. those are all these dreams, right? These archetypical dreams. <laughs> This was not like that. Um, again, it could have just been because I was hopped up on on fear and whatever, but it was very strange. Uh, and so uh, we were very thankful to uh, check out of there. The lady actually showed us. She's like a big art person. There's an entire gallery. Like the hotel actually takes up like half the block, which is crazy. But for COVID, it's been like closed. But she like 
we, we were trying to be very nice to her because a lot of the reviews say if you like piss her off, then she'll kick you out and stuff like that. <laughs> and because they live there, like that's their home too. the family. There's like her husband and her kids or her, her well, was her kids. Her kids are grown now, but uh, her dad, this 90 year old guy lives there too. But whole art gallery on the side. Uh, lo and behold, she's obsessed with this um, artist from the early 1900s named Philip Smith or Philippe Smith, who is into very creepy uh portrayals of biblical imagery like all of his art is like very dark very oppressive very gothic e vibed stuff and mm-hmm. so we're like oh okay it's like is it is it the hotel that makes you like this stuff or did you like this and putting it here makes it i don't know you never know but uh anyway we we were super nice to her we would have rather just left because we were about to go to the mothman museum and go to the tnt you know do all the stuff in the town right that was there to do so um, anyway, I looked at the art gallery, uh, took some more pictures to see if I could see anything, uh, went to the Mothman museum, which was awesome. Uh, and, uh, I would never, I would recommend never staying in point pleasant unless you had family there or something. You don't need to stay there for more than even a day trip. Like if you really wanted to stay in a haunted hotel, you could stay at the low hotel overnight, but you can see everything in that city in like even if you were leisurely, you could see everything in like six hours. And that's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. being in the main part of the city where the de- the downtown area where there's like the Mothman Museum. There's a couple of these little shops um, that sell all sorts of cryptid and Mothman and ghosty kind of shit, which is fun. Uh, people are very nice in the downtown. Mothman Museum's awesome. I posted a bunch of those pictures. Not all of them. I took a ton, but uh, a bunch of those pictures on uh, our stories that day. Um, maybe I'll do a post about it or something too. But uh, uh so, uh, but even then, even if you were reading like everything in the Mothman Museum, you'd only would take like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Right, uh, we right, walked right. along the river, uh, and, uh, they have all these cool murals about the, uh, I think it's the Shawnee that lived there. I could be wrong, but, okay. uh, you know, Cornstalk, chief Cornstalk, who was betrayed by the, the soldiers there that had allied with him and, and all that stuff. And that's why they say maybe the town's cursed because of that. Uh, so the whole chunk of the of the town on the on the little coastline of the river where the Silver Bridge goes uh, from Ohio to West Virginia, it's like that was like where the fort and the battle took place, and they say that it was technically the first battle of the American Revolution, which is interesting. So, oh right, um, right, right. But uh, yeah, definitely like it's like it's a very strange place. Um, uh, very. I mean, obviously, co- I, I would have been interested to see it before COVID because I like half the buildings were closed down. I don't know if that's because of COVID or if they've always been like that, but mm-hmm. um, kind of a very depressed economically downtown area, except for the like the one intersection that has the museum, the couple little stores, uh, this good like breakfast coffee place and then the low hotel. So um, but uh uh, oh yeah, took a picture with the Mothman statue. So the you know the museum had all sorts of had fucking John Keel's you know fucking blazer that was there like when he was wearing when they dedicated the statue in two thousand four. Uh, they had you know all these props from uh, the Mothman prophecies. Yeah, like they never they didn't actually shoot the Mothman prophecies in Point Pleasant. They shot it in uh, a, a close by town in Pennsylvania, which is right on the border there too. So um, that looks kind of similar, but. Uh, I wonder if it was like maybe the town was too small or it looked too economically depressed <laughs> for them to shoot there. I don't know, but too uh, uh, fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, 
Anyway, but uh, it was it was really cool to be there. I would have loved to have gone there with the Mothman Festival. I think. I mean, I, I'm glad that we went, obviously, but uh, uh, it would have been. I wish they wouldn't have canceled the Mothman Festival, right? Right. Uh, the last couple of years, but because they, the the lady at one of the shops, she's like, "Oh, the town's population literally quadruples during the Mothman Festival." Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I was hoping to see Jeff Wamsley, the guy that owns the museum and is in all those documentaries. He looks like the hair metal dude uh, mm-hmm. that's in all those docs, but he was not working that day. He doesn't really run the museum day to day anymore, anyway. But I will say, like one of the best, one of the best museum gift shops I've ever seen. I wanted like almost everything, and I bought a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but. Uh, like most everything was pretty cool. So, um, I, <laughs> I think my favorite thing was in one of the other shops though, which is, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but it's like this aggressive picture of, of Mothman. <laughs> and it just says, respect the locals. <laughs> Exclamation. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. respect. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a, a few of those stores, you would have been creaming your jeans cause they were like consignment slash collectibles slash, uh, like old stock from the Mothman Museum next door, but they're selling it here now. <laughs> like kind of weird shit. I'm over here now. Yeah. One of one of the stores had an entire upper shelf behind the cash register that was about 12 feet long, full of KISS stuff, the band KISS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet there was multiple signs on all of it that said KISS merchandise not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> And we asked the guy who was not the owner. He's like, oh, he's very proud of his Kiss collection. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway. Proud um, of your summer stock. (laughs) Uh, Went to uh, left. or We went to the TNT area, which was very sketchy and weird. Um, Thankfully, there's a pin on Google Maps for that. Um, But uh, it's very weird. And like they don't really prepare. No one really prepares you for how rough that like you they like they should all tell you like bring hiking gear maybe even bring wading boots because you have to walk through creeks like to to get to any of the other domes that are not the one that i took a picture of and posted on the stories so mm-hmm. um because you have to hike through this whole weird wetlands area and uh it's very cool but it's definitely like a, a prototypical like creepy forest like i've never been in a forest like that but it just seems very weird and primordial out there. But um, uh, so, yeah, we got the the fuck out of Point Pleasant because by that point we were like emotionally. We went to that biscuit place, which was really good. Uh, and some of the locals talked to us. They were very nice there. But uh, uh, we got the hell out of there and we went to Columbus, Ohio uh, on your recommendation as you visited your friend Larry out there when he was in school. Um, but uh and Columbus was fun enough. We stayed in the uh, Brew Dog Brewery Doghouse Hotel, which was a very highly recommended if you're ever in that area. Totally worthwhile staying in that hotel. The only problem is that it's about 15 miles outside of the city, so you're going to have to drive or Uber or whatever into the city right, right. when you want to do city stuff. But um, uh, it's in the suburbs uh, outside of the city. Very cool hotel. Food was good. Beer was very good. Um, and uh, uh, they allow people with dogs there too and they have like a dog park and all sorts of shit too and it's and then it's like their massive main brewery tap room eatery production facility there too so uh highly recommended and then um yeah we just kind of went into town uh the first day we went in this thing called other world which is mm. like 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 the rest of the of columbus was fine i think at this point like hoofhearted was a highlight seventh sun was very good as terms as, as breweries go uh, went to the little german place which was really good but having been to Cincinnati, have, having been to like 
I don't know, five or six Midwest towns at this point. Basically, unless it's Chicago, mo- and you know, don't at me about this. And I'm not saying they're shitty, but most of these towns are very similar to each other. Um, because I used to travel to a lot of them for work and whatnot, and you know, to Chicago and everything. Chicago is like, you know, the New York understanding. Well, that's a giant yeah, right? yeah, city. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, but the rest of the towns are very similar to each other. Uh, and yes, they're all going to have their own unique, you know, food and things like that. But, um, but, uh, I wouldn't rush, I wouldn't rush to go back, but, uh, hoofhearted was fucking excellent. It reminded me of modern times in its heyday. Like it was so right. And, and the fucking, uh, the interior was, uh, was really funny and, and fun. Uh, we also watched, they had a, they had a movie playing. Well, on one TV, they had, um, season one, episode one of Eastbound and Down on. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, and then the other TV they had, I feel like you and your brother have probably seen this, but a movie called Hawk the Slayer. Have you seen this before? Uh, I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't know that one. It's a, it's a 1980 plan. sword and sorcery, like post Star Wars. Okay. Let's just make weird fantasy shit. Right. And then we watched it at home because of what we were seeing on the screen on mute. And it was fucking great. <laughs> and it's free on IMD. If you go on the Amazon app or have the IMDb app, it's free with with some ads. And the ads are only like 10 seconds long on that one. So uh, very worth it. But uh, it, the only thing that sucked was that uh put a literal damper on it was that it was raining every day like all oh, right, so, right, right. like it would or it, it would rain it's it would it wouldn't rain in the morning so i played disc golf i think once in columbus which was fun um carl's dream i had the whole course to myself uh and then but then it like as soon as it hit like noon every day it would start raining <laughs> and so uh it, you know we still walked we walked for a few miles and things and you know got got a little wet but because uh, we ubered into town but um uh, even though we had a, a rental car, but we didn't, we were like, oh, we're going to drink and whatever. So, uh, but on the third day we just drove in and drove out, which was better. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, it was a fun excursion. I don't, oh, the other world place that was kind of like for me, actually the highlight because it was a, this, this like group of artists, uh, bought out what used to be something as huge as like a Home Depot or some crazy like large store. So there was a mall that was completely abandoned and shut down except for this place. And uh, so it literally you go, it's in, it's in, it's in this, it's in the, we were in Winchester Canal was the place we were at, uh, the suburb. And uh, there's, there's plenty of stuff around it. It's not like it's, it's it was a shitty town or anything, but it, this mall had clearly closed within like the last two or three years. And so this place, this artist place rented this place out and this was on like the top 10 things to do in Columbus on like TripAdvisor or something. Mm-hmm. And the, the person or people that made this definitely are super crazy artists and also clearly modern video game players from like the last 15 years. Uh, because you could go into this place and, and ultimately it's like just a series of big, small and in between rooms mm-hmm. that they built in this interior that are all almost think of like a completely different, think of like concept art for a hundred movies, right? Like, so like a hundred, like sci-fi fantasy eighties, this, like, like every room was completely different with sound, with the way it was designed. Uh, it would play with the size of things. Like sometimes it would make you feel like you're a little kid, like things like that. You could go in there and just go, Oh, cool. This is just a cool, like artist experience, right? Where every room is a different piece of their imagination. They just wanted to fully realize. Right. But there was a narrative. If you looked enough and interacted with like the projection screens and all sorts and the buttons they had everywhere, 
there was a narrative to it and Sarah was fast. I mean, it was interesting for me, but I was like, Oh, this person clearly, uh, play has played video games because it was, it was, it was akin to like games where you're going around and like finding audio logs from people, you know, and it's like creepy or scary or like they're giving you clues to the environment you're in without, without having to like stop and have a cut scene or something. Right. It's like, you're just like, it's like a first person game or something. And so there was a lot of, like you could literally pick up a phone that was in front of a, uh, computer that had an email inbox open. Meanwhile, like the wall behind you was like all of these magazine pages going into a portal that leads to this crazy central room with like, a tree that looks like a tree from avatar all lit up like so it's all about and ultimately it was like the narrative is that there was this scientist group that found out that through entering human consciousness you could enter parallel dimensions and and see things and see other living beings and blah 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 there's this whole thing and then it was like oh is the is the lady that started it going crazy and then are these the other scientists are they they're trying to sell the technology to the fucking military like all this weird shit so it was cool that there was like a narrative that you could find if you wanted to look for it or you could just walk through and interact with the stuff and it was really cool. But uh, it was definitely a unique. It was, it was kind of like an escape room or like walking through a hundred escape rooms, but without the escape part. Right. So, no escape. Yeah, definitely. It was like 25 bucks a person. It was recommended. You can, It's like two hours and it, it's totally self-guided, which I love too. You don't have to fucking, you can just do anything you want. So uh, you any, we did anything we wanted. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was cool overall. Uh Glad to be back. Got some good news from work, which was nice. Um, and uh, which I'll tell you more about offline. But uh, uh, Steve, not the fans, because you can't listen if I'm offline of the podcast. But uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Sarah, unfortunately, caught COVID from someone over there. Um, and then uh, uh, I got a little bit sick. I mean, she was symptomatic since last Tuesday <laughs> while we were there. So, you know, had to fly home on the plane and whatever. We didn't know it was COVID. And we just knew she was feeling sick. But uh uh, and then I felt totally fine. Then I got like a little bit sick the last couple days. I feel really good, uh, today, just a little tired at this point. Um, and have tested negative on three or four different tests. So very strange, but, uh, the cold and flu still exists, even though COVID also exists. So it is, yeah. it is, I mean, I don't even feel bad though, because it's the, I haven't been sick since I got COVID in early 2020. So I'm like, all right, it's my turn. It's okay. Like it's, it was, it was a very nice run to like not be sick for over two years, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 But, uh, anyway, uh, other than that, I mean, do you have to pee or anything or do you want to get no, into I think we're, it's also annoying to stop on Zencaster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's but, and, yeah, and it's I, funny cause I hear other podcasts say the same thing and the, like, right. as I've caught up with them and stuff. They're like, uh, I'll have to start another recording, but it's it's fine, yeah, it's fine. It's so and I'm like, oh, it's like, how do they not have that figured out? But anyways, I know, just fucking press pause. pause like, yeah, like even if even if you have like to to not screw up bandwidth for them or whatever, like make it like a five minute limit or something like that on pause. Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Like, but anyway, um, but yeah, good to jump in because again, this episode is just kind of a rehash. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is for the show. Yes. This was boring as it's quote unquote season finale. Right. As yes, you're absolutely right. Like, like I wrote or somewhere early on, I was like, "Uh Oh, I smell a season recap disguised as a season finale here. And so, yeah. So this is almost like a top 10. Yes. uh, Cause they literally, I mean, there's a couple new things, which obviously we didn't talk about, but (laughs) most of it's just flashing back. Right. I, 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 and that's what I was going to say is at, at least though, the the new ish things that they revealed now it's dramatic to say revelations when the show is the episode is right eighty nine percent 
rehash, uh, recapping. Um, now the reason they are recapping is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, and I'll get to it. I mean, from a scientific standpoint, yeah, like this is part of what they're doing. It just sucks. It's, I don't, well, whatever. We're going to move on. They they only, only like they basically went through all the major evidence, but only, and they, and about half of them, they had something new to add to it. Uh, so at least there was a couple new things, right. Or, or accentuations, right. On, on something that happened, like something that we didn't see on screen. And now they're telling us, which is only, this is only a month after, uh, they stopped filming. Right. So for the, you know, stop filming on the ranch. So, uh, but anyway, so the first like four to five minutes of the episode is recapping from the last episode where unfortunately the cow passes away from the stress related pneumonia, but they have the cool evidence with the UFO for those like split seconds. The UFO is right above the cow, like when it's dying, like it looks up and then like, mm-hmm. dies right afterwards. And then they detect all of the uh, crazy radiation, electromagnet- electromagnetism, stuff like that. Um, they close up on Linda Moulton Howe on Love That Joker Linda and her face. It's it is. I was it was hard to look at the screen like it yeah, almost. Yeah. When it closes up on her and she like it was just showing her like face like making expressions as they were describing what was going on and she was seeing the UFO and like you know reacting, I was like God this is like body horror like it was so <laughs> weird like she she has that uncanny valley effect with other human beings because she looks humanoid but doesn't really look human anymore when you stop and look at right right which is not just talking right looking at her talking is hard enough but like the angle they had she looked like a fucking. Uh, <laughs> She she looked like a very good, but still that uncanny valley effect, that android that they had on the ancient aliens episode that the Japanese guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that said, <laughs> the cafeteria grows to Ari. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you programming? Why is he obsessed with the cafeteria? <laughs> He's going to um, eat us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they close up on her face. Very disturbing. Uh, they're, they're trying to like, this, they, they finally get to a, a present point and then they're moving on. So we're actually seeing new content at this point. Uh, they're, they're, they're all shitting their pants and how fast it's moving. And they're going like frame by frame to, to try to estimate how fast this thing is going in, uh, rel- in, in relation to the background and the trees and all that stuff. And long story short, Travis is like, now that thing moved about a thousand feet per second. And that, that's as fast as a, as a high powered rifle. You know, uh, there, yeah. there's no bird moving that fast. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, like if it's above the tree or if it's not, then yes, there. Yeah. Cause and, and, and basically there's so, and, and Brandon says, uh, Brandon's like, and you're saying that's, that is if it's right behind the tree, like if it's further behind the tree, then it's moving even faster. And like, he's getting all, it's nice to see him clearly not acting and just reacting, you know, like he's not, he's not doing his talking head moment. Mm-hmm. It's not the fucking uh, probably refilmed phone calls with him and Dragon and Travis when they're like, you know, breaking the news to him or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, but still, yeah, he's right, because it looks very small. I don't think it's a tiny little UFO or whatever it is. It's probably a ways back behind these trees, you know, but who knows, whatever. So either way, it's moving extremely fast, no matter what. Uh, Travis points out as they close up to it, the strange kind of halo effect. It's like. The sky is very clean, clear blue behind it, but there's kind of a gray halo of pixels uh, captured by the camera around it. And he compares this to uh, the UFO that is in the Tic Tac in the gimbal video, right? That we've all seen a billion times now. 
uh it's they're showing him on screen he does a nice little like light callback he's like he's like now when i was studying this video and that he's calling back to the episode with him and giorgio in that that's they're in the theater with like the private theater with the dude that's like a camera expert uh it's like it was like from either last season or two seasons ago ancient aliens but a recent season and uh, it was like right before covid and uh uh, anyway, he's, he's like, yeah, they, they, the, the guy put that thing through a FLIR thermal camera, like, you know, all the different like filters and spectrums and things like that. Uh, and on all of them, there are what he called a, uh, fuck, where did I write it? A temperature differential like that. He thinks that halo effect, uh, or well, the guy confirmed that the camera expert confirmed that that would be capturing a temperature differential, right? So there's, there's a different temperature, a very cold temperature apparently happening around the, um, the craft or whatever it is right mm-hmm. so um they cut back to episode one uh they, they, and uh the they're in the conference room from the first episode and they're showing when brandon showed him uh, a ufo that he captured when he was like his first time out on the ranch or whatever a few years before and it was kind of a, a white cigar shaped uh craft but it had that same halo effect so they're trying to show it for consistency right so um and Travis is skeptical. He's like, I just, you know, if you're talking about this kind of advanced technology to do that and travel that fast, I, I just don't see any of the world governments having that. Right. So he's, he's kind of thinking this is something off world or from somewhere else. Right. So, right. Right. Um, oh, this was interesting. I thought this was interesting because I actually thought this right before he said it. And I don't know why, because it doesn't really make any sense. Brandon's like, we might have prevented uh, a, a full-blown cattle mutilation right there, and even though the, the cow died. And right. I was like, but I kind of thought it because I was like, oh, maybe they kind of like, because they noticed it, they interrupted it. You know what I mean? Like kind of how mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it seems as, that was at least interesting about this episode too, is they talk a lot later about how uh, the phenomena seems to be communicating back to them or they're answering the phenomena and it's responding back right there's some intelligence there and so i think that's why i I thought i thought the same thing but even though they didn't technically do anything to stop they weren't even around the cow when it died so it's kind of weird that they were like and and they ran after they they found the cow probably i don't know a couple hours after it died or something like that so uh it might have been sooner either way i don't think something moving that fast i don't think it needs an hour to mutilate uh, the cattle especially since most of the reports of cattle mutilations well some of them at least are like oh i saw the cow was totally fine and then 20 minutes later it was completely mutilated and drained of blood so obviously there's something something highly technical and efficient going on there so right um brandon says uh uh he's like you know we're out here in the middle of nowhere which which begs the question linda have you seen with other cases you've investigated this type of phenomena a, a tendency to to cattle mutilations and other events. And she says that like, yes, like the, the sudden separation of the herd from one of the animals has she seen, has seen many times, uh, cuts the dragon <laughs> who goes, what about the electromagnetic anomalies? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you didn't have to have him talk, but, uh, right. she confirms. Yes. Uh, she, she's like, she, and she says, and that includes the running down of batteries. Uh, and Travis is like, they're all going, yeah, see, that happens to us too all the time. And then they're all freaking out. And he's like, he's like, it's really weird that when strange things happen, something weird is also going on in the sky. And that has been the theme uh, as above, as a bow. So Bo Bandy. Uh, right. As a, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Hancock. Yeah. Uh, Grant oh, Hancock. Grant. Yeah. 
um no the as above so below uh theme so uh oh and, and linda is thinks that she can that clearly this video is showing what she calls point to point technology or that there's a portal there right this mm-hmm. thing is like traveling in and out of of at least at the very let's say visible the visible spectrum whatever that means um, right. very quickly so um but she's also very stoked on the work at the ranch she's she's like i think you guys are are turning the next chapter like by with the work they're doing whatever uh and brandon's like i think we're just starting to pull back the curtain of our investigation here at skinwalker ranch and i look forward to more updates in the future so he's kind of finishing out this is like apparently their last day or whatever on you know in in uh on the ranch right because after this the next uh the rest of the episode is back in salt lake city uh where SLC we're just Pacific. at an office the whole time <laughs> exactly yeah, just in that same conference room from episode one <laughs> but uh yeah uh, it's September now, literally on my mommy's birthday on September 23rd, which I thought was a nice nod to my mother that they did. Yeah. Um, respect. Uh, that's how retro causality works. Uh, Travis, Travis sits down and he's like, he's like, ah, Hey man, like I missed you guys, man. I had my head, uh, you know, uh, uh, on a swivel, uh, waiting for something weird to happen all the time and nothing did, man. You know, cause they haven't seen each other in a month. So, uh, which, which seems to confirm that they were mostly together as you know if not all you know, I, i'm travis might have still gone back and done work or gone back to his family or whatever but uh seemed like for those three months he was mostly on the ranch so mm-hmm. um and so the the whole impetus for this episode which is it's kind of boring but it is weird uh in and of itself is that brandon brings the attorney general of utah into this briefing session <laughs> uh they all want to try on new undies no but uh uh, it's, I was like, what? Like, I'm not, not that I'm impressed by the attorney general, but I was like, why? Like, I, I just didn't, I didn't get it. And so, uh, but he, he, he wants Travis to show him the, or to, to debrief him on the disturbing and interesting incidents that they had out on the ranch and, uh, talking to Travis comes on and he's like, now, th- this shows how serious the state of Utah is, is taking what we're doing out here. If any of our findings turn out to be true, then the national security risk could be huge. And I was like, I guess that is true. Like, but it's it's it doesn't this there's doesn't seem to be a negative effect on anyone unless they're on the ranch property which you can't get without special permission anyway you know what i mean right. so but i do get that like if their theory is true and some helicopter flies over there and the poor bastard gets a bunch of radiation burns and doesn't know why cuz he flew right through like the nexus point of the the uh where the the dome the uinta basin is focusing all of these electromagnetic rays and radiation rays and all this stuff, then like, I guess, yes, that could be dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but this also seemed, it didn't seem fake, but it was just like, I think Brandon probably just knows this guy and wanted to, right. like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get him but, in there. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. My, I still have that little throat tickle, but, uh, the attorney general kind of kisses their ass asses for a minute he's like oh I'm this i you know i take this very seriously i respect what you guys are doing out there and we have to think of the safety of the people of utah and all that stuff um brandon uh asked asked the group but kind of directed at eric first he's like it's like what what have you taken from the events over the last few months you know let's take this cow for instance that just happened so uh this is where i was like oh this is gonna be a season recap instead of a full-on finale right uh, they go deep into the you know that's it's a lot of um kind of sepia tone like almost black and white footage of you know stuff that's happened as they've done the throughout the season but 
it's it's about i don't know 60 to 90 seconds of the recap on screen at a time so it's not it's not like egregious but at the same time it's like oh, come on guys like you know show I'd, I'd i would literally rather see them talking the whole episode in the conference room than just see the recaps you know what i mean but, right 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 because right. Um, i'm sure there would have been a lot to talk about but yeah well i mean just a way to save time or you know be nice filler exactly for yeah. them so um and uh they, so they go over the cow and the, you know and the attorney general's like with all the details, everything, and, and he's like, I mean, something scared it to death. And Travis like, huh, that's a good way to put it. Something scared it to death because that's pretty much what they think is that it had stress based right. pneumonia, right? So uh, now this was this was an interesting factoid that saved saved this from completely being rehash. Thomas confirms that not a single scavenger in the month. He's like, he's like, we have not touched that cow in the month that it uh, since it passed. And not a single scavenger has picked at that cow. At yeah, all. nothing's eaten on it. Yeah. And, tr- and talking to Travis, you know, comes on. He's like, he's like, now one of my students that used to work at a, at a cattle ranch. And he said that if one of the cows was ever struck by lightning out in the field, then scavengers would not eat it. Now, now not that this cow was struck by lightning, but we did measure really high microwaves. And, and maybe whatever these signals uh, are affected it in a way and, and that it tainted it you know and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh very interesting i thought that was really interesting i was like that's fucking weird that like the 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 animals that literally are so not picky that they eat dead bodies uh will not eat this fucking cow that has not lost anything but a little bit of blood from the veterinary you know right uh, something's off the veterinarian was yeah. in there or something it's right? like how you can bury hot dogs and mcdonald's sandwiches and stuff won't grow on it <laughs> right well, because they know it just it just can't support life all the time, right? Something happened that it actually can't exactly. uh, be good. <laughs> and what, at first, I was like, I thought you were saying bury hot dogs in McDonald's sandwiches, <laughs> like boysenberry hot dogs. Tell your mom, <laughs> yeah, you're either burying a hot dog in the sandwich, or it's a berry hot dog made of right. blueberry oh, strawberries. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> vegan hot dogs. As I love the, the savory sandwich. and the sweet, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's really quite good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we go to Nathan's yeah. out here more than Wiener's. Yeah. Nathan, it's the same basic idea. It's called totally, Yeah. <laughs> I like IPA. <laughs> it's pumpkin beer time here. No. Remember we were going to bring him pumpkin beers and, and hang out and be best friends? Oh, yeah. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well because then the next contact never happened right so or next no, day like literally leading up to that we were like hey we'll do, you know whatever oh, yeah. and yeah play those original clips of us talking about fucking him in the bathroom <laughs> and stuff. And yeah you when know, I, I wasn't even calling friend. him the right name i was calling him yeah. something i was i was swapping his name with somebody else but. right 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 uh, oh the uh uh oh and so now travis and the team are discussing the rocket launches and how the the cows were running towards them now the footage betrays them here now it it does at least show and i remember we were kind of skeptical when it originally happened if that was actually just a, a clipped in like a spliced in scene but i i trust them but they kept saying how the cows actually rushed over to them it's like no they ran like parallel and kind of away from you guys but it did capture them kind of butting heads and fighting a bit too so something was freaking them out and they were having right. what eric described as almost a stampede energy so bse as they call it in the ranching field see uh the the attorney general mentioned he's like he's is scared of how this might he's like if it's affecting animals this way then we have to think about the people of utah and whomever you know right whatever so uh like i get it but but it's like 
this isn't like a public park that this is happening on, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is like a, a very seems like a very personal relationship to whomever is on the ranch at the time. So right, um, they recap how dangerous the, it can be because of you know the attorney general kind of tease it up. Uh, so they're recapping Travis's adventures with Rudy, uh, rudiness, wooziness, and radiation burns, and uh, the little commer- the, the the commercial cliffhanger. Travis is like, I had to have surgery after that uh, gamma radiation exposure, and so I was like, oh, because I didn't remember him saying that. He just said initially that he had small radiation burns on his face, but he never said he had to go have surgery. So I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if I just forgot. There, mm-hmm. they of course have like very dramatic face, you know, facial, right. uh, uh, shots, you know, it's just fucking big, wet facials all over the place. <laughs> uh, but, uh, comes back from commercial and Travis describes that what, what we didn't see, uh, after the radiation thing was his finger started hurting as index finger. And he went to the doctor and they x-rayed him. He had a fucking bone spur that had somehow grown in a matter of like days, which is fucking mm-hmm. weird. Uh, so he had a bone spur that grew, which shows his hand and he's it's like got stitches. You can see it's all scabbed up and stuff from the surgery. He said it's healing fine, but he said he said uh, they also there was also a cyst in there, size of an M and M. They had to remove. Uh, and I and I was <laughs> cracking up because it just cuts to the attorney general and he just goes, "That's nasty, man." Because <laughs> like the whole rest of the time he's very professional. He's talking like Brandon right, talks, right. you know. And I'm just, it's just like oh, that's nasty, man. Uh, you're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I use my strong hand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get on these mashed potatoes. <laughs> Cause it, I mean, it, ugh, his finger looked like that. Like his nail yeah. was all fucked up and everything. But, uh, but that is gnarly that he fucking had that reaction, which I mean, ultimately a very similar reaction, not a bone spur, but a similar reaction to what happened to Thomas's head, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Swelling and cysting and all that shit. Um, Thomas confirms that they still haven't technically confirmed other than, the injury matches exposure to a direct beam of radiation. Uh, they do not, they could not confirm where it came from, why it happened, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Which is, I mean, literally why this crew is on this ranch trying to figure shit like that out. But, uh, the medical world could not, and still has not explained either of these things. So, um, they are going on to, into all the, uh, electronic bungles that they had, uh, throughout the ranch, throughout the experiments, batteries dying, the phone's going crazy, the drone's not working. Like they're showing all the, the black and white footage, flashback stuff of that. Uh, and we get talking at Sagala and it's funny cause talking head, Dr. Sagala is in the hallway outside of the conference room, <laughs> like doing all of his talking head moments. I'm like, why did they just set him up there? It was very weird. But, uh, uh, but he brings up the interesting uh, uh, question here, like, or, or po- uh, ponderance, I guess. He's like, he's like, we might not just be seeing the reaction of the phenomena, but the phenomena might be trying to tell us something or show us something, you know? So it's like, not just like, oh, we do something and it, like, you know, does something back to us, but is is it actually trying to say, like, hey, we're here, we see you? Is it trying to say, like, get the fuck out of here with its, you know, medical things? Like, is it all the same thing talking to them? You know, whatever. Because some of it seems very benign, like the UFO siding with the rockets and then some mm-hmm. but then there's like a and it's kind of funny too it's like it plays into the archetype of what we think good and evil is too it's like oh the the ufo that um uh they saw with the rockets was just an orb of white light and it was just floating around and bopping and bipping and it was there for like two minutes and it's like oh hey here's a plane right next to me to show you that i'm not a plane you know mm-hmm. and then the fucking ufo that is black in color 
fucking kill microwave this fucking cow to death like you know it's it's very strange like the it's 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 like is that what the phenomena is or is it playing with like what we think of as something sinister or scary you know and and, uh, right. and what we think of something as good and and full of light and, and pure yeah exactly pure that's the word i was looking for but um brandon asked uh kind of the same question he's like were you guys communicating with the phenomena did it make contact with us and eric says you know kind of a throwaway thing but he's also i don't know if you noticed whenever it most of his shots are kind of a three-quarter angle view and he's kind of turning his head to talk to brandon who's to his right but whenever whenever he would like you know face down the barrel of the camera his fucking hair was insane it was like <laughs> it was like ace ventura 2's equenso ocha hair like what's like his his on the sides of his head he's got like the fucking hair devil horns thing oh right 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 right, God, right. what are you doing <laughs> and hair and makeup on this fucking guy yeah that being said travis's hair is kind of insane too yeah like, hey, like sometimes it's reality it's show and, man yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's he's got the long balding going, so he's just oh yeah yeah he's he's working with it while he has it. So thin and whippy, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Eric's like uh, he's like if there aren't connections, then then what are they? You know, are they intelligent? Are we intelligent enough to know that we're being communicated with and what it's trying to tell us? Which is a fair kind of question too, I guess. But uh, Travis brings up the good point. He's like, now you guys confirm that never before uh, this investigation have you guys reported this much activity in this amount of time. So when the show started and the other guys have all been there for like a couple years. Right. And they're like, Nope, there has never been that frequent. And you know, it does, it does like the one courtesy cut to, uh, uh, Jim Morse or whatever his name is. The, the metaverse dude, that's the manager. He's like, Nope, mm. Nope, never. And it's like, that's it. That's all we even ever see of him on camera or whatever. I, I he's got to have some, something, something in his fucking contract. It's like, I need, 30 seconds of screen time right per, per season yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But um, anyway, the attorney general says he's like, well, you know, like the government has protocols for communication with off world, you know, so some ETs off world, whatever this stuff might be. And Travis is like, yeah, maybe we should just, uh, you know, look, just look into following that, you know, because they're, they're, they're kind of like halfway through the episode here. They're kind of starting to talk about like, what they're gonna do next season which i did appreciate that that at least i thought was cool right like right even if they would have framed the episode to be almost like them reviewing their own experiments right like not right. that they were all failures because obviously they got they, something happened almost every time but they could have been like okay with the cow thing i wish we would have had this 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 and they like and talked about why and like that would have been cool right whatever but um uh and then <laughs> Eric, you know, or Brandon turns to Eric and he's like, uh, now, uh, Eric, you were telling me that you have something pretty big to share with us. Would you like to share that with us? Are you ready to share that with us now? And it's like, hold on, it's a huge hog. I wanted to show you that despite my small stature, I do have verifiably the biggest cock of this entire yeah. research crew. Ball to weight ratio. <laughs> no one beats, I mean, no one beats Joey from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> the aliens and hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, but uh, I'm a close second. No, but uh, uh, comes back from commercial. Uh, apparently, it's not just Eric. The whole fucking crew has contributed to this uh, this thing, which is really cool. They they built a um, an app basically or something. Like they they built a uh, a model. That's what they keep calling it. Right. So he busts out his laptop, shows them that uh, he has this model. Travis and he explain that like, oh, we worked with the 
the national something, whatever topography, ge- geology, you know, whatever unit. And they provided all this data, like satellite data so that they could map the topography <laughs> from satellite imagery onto their model of the topography of the land. Mm-hmm. So ultimately they have a cool 3d map of a 60, what are they? 60,000 square kilometer meters or yeah, something. whatever. Yeah. Um, so basically it's a huge portion of the surrounding area and to show the entire Uinta basin and the ranch is like smack dab in the center of it. Um, and smack dab in the center of the bowl, like the concave part of the basin, which is interesting. So, um, and, uh, it's really cool because again, this is going back to Travis and everyone's theory about how this seems to be either a bowl or a lens. Like if the energy is coming from below, then it's a, it could be a lens shooting all of this energy and focusing it upward to a single point or the energy is coming back down and then reflecting back up right onto that single point. Right. So, um, uh, and Brandon asks, uh, uh, Oh, sorry. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. They, they have, they sh- they made a model of all of the, all of the waves and rays that they measured at the frequencies. They measured them and mapped them onto the, the 3d model. And it was cool. It's like, there's like a huge triangular swath up from the center and then all, a lot of the beams that were coming off from the sides ended up bouncing because of the shape of the bowl up into the center thing, too. And then they kind of mapped out where all of their equipment failed at the certain vertical. I was like, you know, ex- almost exactly a mile up. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this like vertical or a horizontal line going across, too. And I guess Brandon hadn't heard some of this because he was like shitting his pants over. He's like, you're telling me all the equipment failed at that point, like, you know, the rockets and the weather balloon and all that stuff. So. Uh, but, and it seemed genuine. He didn't seem like he was acting in that, in that moment. So, cause I do forget he wasn't privy to technically all of the stuff going on, just the stuff they called him about or brought him in on. Right. So, right. um, but, uh, so Brandon, uh, says, okay, big question, Eric, is it really that big? No, he's a, uh, what could be causing this energy? So, and Eric's like, well, that's the question of the night, <laughs> which like, that is like, I can't take that term seriously of anyone ever. Right. He's like the nerdiest guy says <laughs> the question of the night. Uh, but, um, Oh, uh, this is where he's, you know, Travis says it could be coming from below. It could be coming from above, whatever. And dragon, I was shocked that everyone like agrees with him that, that what he says is possible at dragons. Like, I mean, what if it's a combination of both? <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, sure. I, th- I thought they were going to be like, yeah, sure, well, why whatever. Not? But they're like, nope, nope, totally possible. Yep, yep. I was like, all right, I yep. guess, I guess so. Um, there is um, this is where they show the horizontal line. Sorry. Oh, they also reveal that they. Uh, I don't think I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if they ever said that they completely lost that one of those weather balloons. Like they're they're like we they were like all the equipment failed. We never found it again. And I was like, that's pretty crazy because they had a GPS tracker on it. And that I thought the first one something fucked up, and then they added a bunch of stuff to the second one. Where like, why didn't they do that on the first one? They, yeah, they did. So maybe I just forgot because I think the that right. first one was lost forever. I guess so. Yeah, right, I right, right. Because like, well, now we're gonna put GPS on the stuff. Like, why did yeah, we do that on before? The <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, and then Travis reveals he's like now surprisingly, uh, some some agencies and some some folks were in the intelligence community. Uh, are pretty interested in what we found and, and dragons like he's like so, so i mean so what they, they they approached you i mean how'd they find out about us <laughs> right uh and and travis 
it's weird. He answers. He goes, actually, they uh, approached us. And I'm like, well, if you're revealing this to everyone, Travis, how is it us? But anyway, right. um, I guess he's just confirming he didn't go blab to them about something. Right. So uh, yeah. and Brandon, you know, it's about to go to commercial. Brandon's like, wow. So we were being monitored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, it is it is interesting. Like, it's it's crazy. So uh, uh, it cuts back to commercial. They always do the thing where they repeat the last four seconds in reality shows, which annoys me. But uh, Travis is like. He's like, now, now the vibe I'm getting is I think they've measured a similar phenomena in that area and they want to compare notes. Now, now what this tells us, though, is that there are real government organizations that are interested in this phenomena and they're taking it seriously. And that that is true. Right. Like, it's interesting that, that they, they cut to the helicopter over the ranch, which I mean, right. Part that of that being, feels yeah. like too convenient. I don't I don't know. But at the same time, the helicopter was not authorized to go in that airspace, which is a big you know, faux pas. Uh because, you know, some people, there's right. like laws where you could like shoot that fucker down or something and you would be totally within your rights, I guess. But uh, obviously it wouldn't be. I don't think Skinwalker is an, an autonomous country, so it wouldn't be an actual Well, yeah. Yikes. But, but uh, <laughs> oh, they're flying below the radar. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, obviously they saw this helicopter. It had no markings on it and it had a big dome, like, you know, traffic uh, news copter camera on there. A dome. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, they have like a weird non-fight happening where they're talking about what what the intelligence agencies like could want it was like weird reality tv editing here like travis is like now i don't know what they saw and thomas like no they they couldn't have found anything and dr segal was like oh no they have nothing like it was like i was like this must have been a larger more heated discussion and they just chopped it up and it came off like very weird right or maybe it make him happy or yeah they they didn't see the child uh pins and and things or pens wait what (laughs) Sorry, I'm lost. They were making the owner happy by trying to say, no, no, don't worry. They didn't see anything. And then oh, it cuts oh, to a, you know, right. child pornography. Because <laughs> then I was like, wait, are like, do you want like kids safe pens? Like, like pens oh, yeah. for kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're pens for kids. <laughs> I mean, let's just say I have uh, converted a few oh, tennis yeah. courts uh, <laughs> in the local park over here. Let's say uh, I'm <laughs> going to get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't put any coverings on the chain link right. fences. They're totally <laughs> visible. <laughs> there are about 37 children chained <laughs> holes of the tennis net. <laughs> the helicopters was a Nambla rival. <laughs> a Nambla rival. Oh, man, there's a documentary. Uh, like some like when boys fight or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, oh, so Brandon gets the meat of, you know, the episode's like starting to wrap up. Brandon gets to the meat. Uh, probably what the episode should have really been about. Uh, and he asks, uh, so what do we need to implement to advance this research to the next level? So Eric wants more uh, 24-7 like virtual representation on the ranch because he's like, he's like, I know some of us are there, but we can't all be there all at the same time, all the time, right? So I was like, that's a good call. It's fine. I mean, you would have thought that there would be surveillance everywhere, but we had a whole episode where they were like installing cameras and stuff. But right. Um, I mean, if they've been doing this shit for two years before Travis got here and the show started, you'd think they would have had a fuck ton of cameras, but whatever. Uh, Travis, this is very random and very, uh, very ambitious, I will say. He's like, he's like, uh, I think we should construct a very small satellite platform so that we can launch a small satellite into orbit over the ranch. <laughs> and they're right. like, oh, that's a great idea. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, you talk to a university, they almost, they'll do it for free for you. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, I forget he's an astrophysicist. And, yeah. You know, like he's probably launched satellites. I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm like, that's right. rad if you can do it. But, um, oh, that's just been her. 
<laughs> we just said that today too. Uh, uh, oh, Thomas, he he kind of thinks that like uh, no, it, they could they could repeat the experiments but do them like bigger or more intense because he he thinks that like if you if you keep in- intensifying that you'll get stronger and stronger evidence you know like or answers he says right and so uh, Doctor Sagala very smartly says there should be a better medical program and facilities on the ranch <laughs> because it's like if they're going to start digging more or doing whatever and people might be getting hurt, then he needs a place to maybe even treat people short term before they go to the hospital or something like that. Too. Right. Right. Immediate. Yeah. Uh, they want to dig more. Of course, dragon is very concerned again, like his, his forehead, like I said, in the intro, when they're cutting back to his talking head moments with just his hair, I'm like, did his fucking forehead grow into a seven head or something Mm. like his hair almost now looks like a rug sitting on top of a very tall Homer Simpson style. Right. Head. It's very, which is why he loves that flex fit. hat. Exactly. (laughs) Um, it's just, it's just crazy because he has like, other than the, the perfect beard, he has like the exact same look as my sister. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) The buggy enough eyes, the like white trashy, pointed features of their face yeah and this and the same like uh attitude of i'm always right even though i'm dumb right (laughs) you need to respect my opinion because i'm saying that's exactly yeah a very very style vibe yeah sorry i keep cutting you off i don't mean to do that no no you're fine um oh yeah sorry so dragon is like he's like now now thomas i mean i want to ask you i mean are you comfortable with that because I don't want to put you in harm's way or endanger you. I'm, I'm concerned about your safety. And Thomas is just like, he's like, Hey, uh, he's very cavalier. He's like, he's like, Hey, you know, we never really found that it was directly correlated to the digging. So I'll just wear my, uh, tinfoil hard hat next. Time. <laughs> like he was all, he literally left as dragon pointed out. He's like, he literally left the core digging episode. Like he did, or he mm-hmm. left that whole experiment, you know, cause he didn't want to be around it. So right. I'm like, okay, but, uh, uh, I think they were they were thinking of that sweet Prometheus money, right? The sweet oh, Prometheus yeah. How can extend this? Uh, the last segment here, um, you know, is, is recapping again what uh, Dragon being concerned. Uh, th- they all have a good laugh at Thomas's tinfoil hard hat uh, comment here, and but tra- and Travis talks about how his opinion and mindset has changed a lot since he was first in that meeting room. Uh, you know, he didn't he didn't. He did not think at the very least that anything that, that he would have not only gotten so much overt evidence, uh, but like have it be so personal and seemingly communicative with them, too. Right. So uh, he was he was like, you know, I thought we'd get some weird readings or something, but not, you know, so much crazy shit. And Brandon says to him, he's like, and I'll tell you what I told you when we started on this adventure. I truly believe now more than ever, if this ranch will help us to understand the nature of the universe and determine that we are not alone. This will indeed be the greatest science project and endeavor of all time. I'm like, right. <laughs> I mean, I get what he's saying, but I'm, but it's just like, you know, and, and believe me, I would, if they could actually prove certain things or measure, like, you know, get, get a fucking anything from any of this video yeah. of like a portal opening and a fucking shadow figure. Walk, like that would be great. Right. But, uh, it's, it's pretty lofty for sure. But, um, that being said, him being a Mormon and having like, fairly recently learned even more about just how much Mormons are into the meaning of the universe, like not just religion, but like 
their the the I mean their literal place in the universe. Like when they think you know when they die and they get their own they get they they become god of another universe. I, it was always like right. oh you get your own planet and it was like no like you you technically become god and create life for yourself. Like it's a very right. interesting cyclical kind of kind of multiverse thing. So right. Um, but uh, the he thank you know Brandon thanks the attorney general for being there. Attorney General shows them much respect, uh, and he and he tells him he's like, I really believe in the work you're doing, which that's cool. And Dragon is like, Hey, we really appreciate that endorsement. <laughs> like, shut mm. the fuck up, <laughs> he's like, so dumb. Because everyone else is kind of like nodding, like, thanks, thanks. You know, he's like, right, 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 right. Um, Tra- oh god, <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. Travis just says, Yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's go. Like, like about next season. But I wrote the Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh. Because now the phrase "let's go" has been ruined completely too. Right. Um, Brandon wants to get. They're, they're kind of finishing out, giving everyone kind of little voiceover, talking head moments as they they think of season two. Uh, Brandon wants to get more aggressive. Uh, the other guys kind of reflect on how they've all been changed by the evidence they found. Uh, Dragon gets the unfortunately the long is like you know I used to be really agnostic about this, but I've seen things. I mean, if this ranch could change people like me's opinion. I think we got something really so I'm like okay like like he's like representing the fucking morons of America I guess like like hmm. like I guess he thinks he's the average blue collar joe of America right. I'm like no most of people are smarter than you dragon sorry but yeah uh sorry you got a closet of blue lives matter flags in your fucking right, right. <laughs> uh, in your house red but, hat with right. white yeah. text <laughs> Um. Oh, last uh, finishes out the season finale with Travis Taylor saying, "I mean, this is lofty as fuck too." He's like, "Skinwalker Ranch may hold the secrets to the universe that we have yet to uncover." <laughs> well, I mean that, but I mean, when you're when th- this is why I like it because it's like, hey, like this this ranch is a little Disneyland. Not to quote John Keel, but like he's not talking about Skinwalker Ranch. He has a book called Disneyland of the Gods, but uh, this ranch is like a Disneyland of the paranormal. There's something, there's something like this. This is where, you know, you have fucking every kind of high strangest paranormal phenomena in one spot. You know, it's very fucking right. weird. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's revelations. And next week is going to be, uh, the season two opener, which I don't know what it's called, See. but, um, uh, I watch like the first 30 seconds and it's just like, dramatic shot of the ranch and travis taylor's driving up in a in a brand new cherry red jeep wrangler <laughs> look up to the ranch but, uh, <laughs> you uh, go girl exactly <laughs> uh oh this is my favorite album he's just listening to barbie girl right. <laughs> hey y'all seen uh, that uh teen movie where she uh doesn't know anything she's like clueless right <laughs> they're you know it's, it's a cabin's on cabin's on they yeah. love them out hey. so girls always be shopping you know it's why wow uh anyway thanks for listening thanks for uh listening to the very long i was thinking about like saving it for patreon like my review of what point plus but it's like yeah that's kind of a cop out so uh but yeah thanks everyone for listening to uh my excursion to kind of kind of my paranormal mecca like it's like it's not but it's just like i right. it was it was a cool experience because top 10 paranormal spots to visit in north america right. <laughs> in west virginia uh no but it's it's uh it it was special and meaningful in the sense that like if it weren't for that eyes of the mothman documentary because then you'll probably remember i remember calling you or or next time we hung out i was like dude you gotta fucking watch this like i was like this is the first thing that i've ever seen 
that I think I believe some of it, right? Like ever, right, right, or, like, yeah, it, unexplainable, it right? Yeah. I was like, I was like, they they still can't fucking explain this shit, and uh, so that really, that was you know, yeah, like eleven years ago. So that like that we would not be doing this show. We would, I, I would still be much more close minded and uh, and militantly skeptical, uh, if not for the Mothman phenomena and that documentary, and then the ones that followed, obviously too, but. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was just a really cool experience. And you know, what was funny too. The only place that didn't feel weird in the town was the museum. Like hmm. it felt like a completely weird little, and it's almost like, because there's the energy of people outside the town that's are in, it's always tourists, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe that fills the place without the kind of strange black cloud you know scott the engineer like style black cloud over the town you right know, that's how it felt when you were just around so uh yeah um but anyway uh hope you enjoyed we'll be back next week we'll probably be a patreon because it's already halfway through the fucking month yeah i was gonna say tuesday or thursday probably yes <laughs> but uh yeah make sure and uh uh oh uh, do you want to play the music there steve yeah uh, sure i mean you can keep going but yeah uh, make sure and support the show at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for exclusive podcasts every month. Head over to Black Hole Supply Company for probing ancient aliens merch, disc golf discs, and disc golf apparel with art by our friends. Make sure and subscribe on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. Leave us some nice five star reviews, uh, five star ratings, and review us in those ratings for uh, reaching for the stars. Uh, make sure and subscribe and just tell tell your little friends, astronauts, about. Probation aliens and hungry for skinwalker range. And other than that, we'll see you at 94 Garfield at Capacal Black Hole Supply Company. All your disc golf needs. And to meet uh, Ding Dong Bundy himself, because he's going to call himself the honorary uh, valet or concierge at the, at yeah. the shop and get paid nothing. I'm going to raffle off my cum shorts the opening weekend. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Droves of men. Oh, yes. We'll be yes. <laughs> Ready. Uh, on that, bye. Bye.